Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's European Stories from a Union of Volunteers. The guest from this episode uh, is Natalia Turzova. She comes from Slovakia and she's currently volunteering in Bordeaux in France. So thank you, Natalia, again for joining us. Thank you for having me and hello, everyone. So jumping directly into our first questions. Why did you decide to do an EC project? Uh, so I had this idea already for some years. Uh, because I did uh, Erasmus in Portugal in 2017, I think. And after I came back uh, to continue with my studies, I was really, I was searching for another opportunity to go abroad because I really liked it. And uh, I found out that uh, there is this uh, organization that is called Mladi Info that uh, is now my sending organization. And they had uh, they were located in my university campus, so um, I went there to ask how does it work, and uh, uh, I even became a tutor for one volunteer from Portugal. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea that I would really love to do uh, ESC project, but it was never good timing until the until now. Uh, I, I applied last year in April, so like. Around this time last mm -hmm. year, I was thinking about doing it, and uh, I was already in my like let's say adult life because I finished my studies and I started to work, and I felt like uh, I'm not ready to settle down, <laughs> and I felt like I would like to experience another adventure, and I really wanted to step out from my comfort zone again. And uh, then it was the situation with Corona. So I was living with my parents <laughs> and I really felt like I need to get out of my house and of my country and do something different. So that's how I decided that uh, now is the best time because uh, if I will wait until the Corona will stop, maybe it will never stop. So uh, now is the, the best time to do it. That's what I said to myself and I applied. <laughs> Great. And just for some background information, uh, what did you study? Uh, I studied uh, for my bachelor, I studied biology and for master's, I studied genetics. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's quite cool. We will come uh, to this uh, later. And how did you exactly choose uh, this project? You're in, in Bordeaux, right? Now. Uh, well, this project... Uh, this year it's already like a sixth season of the project and i found about this project already i don't know maybe three or four years ago mm -hmm. but at the time i was still studying so i couldn't uh, leave uh, so i told myself that once when i will not have any like university responsibilities anymore and when i will be free uh, i will do it Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I what I did. Uh, I um, I found out that the project is going to be held despite of Corona, uh, and uh, actually I think it was the only project that I applied for. I did research on uh, website of ESC, but uh, I'm really indecisive person, so I told myself that I will only apply for one project. And if I won't be accepted, it's a sign from somewhere that I'm not supposed to travel and I'm not supposed to uh, do this. But luckily, I was uh, uh, they uh, uh, said yes. And 
and yeah, it it just happened like this. <laughs> I didn't have any backup uh, project or backup plan, so mm. I I was really hoping uh, for being accepted, and I guess I was really really lucky. And when did you hop on the train or plane uh, to go to Bordeaux? Yeah, it was last year. In uh, it was fifth September. I remember clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what was your first impression uh, when you arrived? Uh, my first impression, well, I was kind of uh, stressed and terrified. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, because of the language, uh, even though I was studying French for a couple of years, but I didn't, uh, like after my uh, high school, I didn't really use it. So I forgot a lot. I would say almost everything. So when I came here, I was really... Uh, I was just stressed and it took me maybe two weeks to uh, start to feel like more comfortable and to not be shy to speak in French. And after that, it was, it was really fine. But really the first day I felt like I'm, I have to communicate with aliens because <laughs> I I felt like no one understand me because I have this accent. I don't know uh, how to ask people where to go. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was just confused. <laughs> yeah, well, I can uh, relate to this a lot because I did my EVS in Hungary and also I think it took me eight months to really speak before I understood and say yes. <laughs> But uh, like after 10 or eight months, then I actually spoke. And last year, I remember also I was working in France on a, a goat farm, actually, and I had the same uh, problems <laughs> that like bef uh, like in the first two days, I was so stressed because I was, ah, I don't know what I don't say correctly. But then yeah, I think if you like overcome your shadow, then it's better. <laughs> I'm still kind of some. I'm, I don't want to say I'm shy, but sometimes I um, I'm, I prefer to not say something, but say something and say it with uh, mistakes. But that's not a good strategy. I think it's better just to speak. And yeah, of course you make mistakes, but actually no one cares. I, I exactly, and that's a very good uh, sentence you said. I think. <laughs> so, how is your accommodation you're living in? Uh, well, uh, all of us, because we, I didn't mention that, but uh, we are 14 volunteers mm -hmm. from nine different countries, plus four uh, French people. And uh, all the uh, all the 14 volunteers, we live in a dormitory together. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in pairs, so two people per apartment. And uh, I have my own room. And I share kitchen and toilet and shower and uh, salon. I don't know. Oh, my God. Sometimes I forget English words. Um, yeah. The floor? Uh, no, oh. living room. Yeah, living room. Yeah. Living, room. <laughs> <laughs> living room I share with my flatmate. Actually, she's German. Uh, oh, really? Nice. Well. And she's really, really nice. So I was lucky. With my flatmate, we live uh, in a really, we have a nice atmosphere mm -hmm. we live together. And uh, I think I couldn't be more lucky. And the others, they, yeah, we are all just paired in pairs. And mm -hmm. uh, it's nice that we are together because it's easy to hang out. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we spend a lot of time nice. together. That's cool. So, uh, what is your project actually about? So, what are your daily tasks? Uh, so, I, my project is really, there's lots of activities. It's not just one thing, mm -hmm. but the main part is 
Oh, I forgot to mention that I'm an ambassador of European and uh, Olympic values. So that's like actually, that's the name of this uh, position, let's say. And the main task is to work with students and with children of different age. The smallest kids are, I think, around three years old. And the oldest students that I had, they were maybe 19. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on school, on class, and um, we go to school to speak about our countries, to talk about European Union, uh, to really, it depends on the what the teacher wants from us, but the aim or the goal is to fight against stereotypes, against uh, racism and uh, xenophobia, mm-hmm. and just sometimes or I would say most of the time, we are the first foreigners that they can really talk to. And especially me, I'm coming from Slovakia, and mm, sometimes they don't even know that this country exists. So (laughs) we are trying to open their minds and to maybe motivate them to travel, to learn languages, and to not be afraid to try um, this kind of Erasmus projects. So, yes, so that's the main goal. Then we are doing radio shows. Uh, We cooperate with two different radio stations and we are always paired with different people. It's always a different group and we can choose the subject that we will talk about. But it's supposed to be somehow associated with the European Union and solidarity and this kind of themes or subjects. Uh, then uh, we are organizing cultural and language uh, events, for example, language coffees at the moment because of Corona, we have to do it online, but uh, there is one language coffee that we can do even face to face. It's once a month. It's in a library. It's really mm-hmm. nice. And then we are also organizing uh, events where we are presenting our countries. Normally, it would be held in a, in a, like, people would be able to come, uh, even to eat a bit or mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. But because of Corona, we have to do it online. So every month, uh, we present one country from our project. Then, uh, we are working with old people. Uh, uh, and we are, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but we are using Christianias which is a bike that has two seats in front. And uh, we are taking old people from elderly home to go outside with them and to ride them on this Christiania. And this way they can go outside a bit because usually they don't walk that much anymore or, yeah, they are just not, maybe they are scared to go outside by themselves. So this way they can go to park and they can be on the fresh air mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last thing is that <laughs> working with uh, people with handicaps uh, for example today uh, we were working with people with mental handicaps and we were teaching them how to ride a bike or well uh, most of them they already could ride a bike but uh, they were doing different kind of exercises uh, but uh, we do not do many activities with handicapped uh, people, I think because of Corona. 
Uh, so I think I said everything, I hope. And then we are also doing like sports sensibilization to motivate kids to do sport. And we are teaching them the Olympic values. So yeah, I hope uh, I said everything what I wanted to say. But yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds very diverse, very interesting. <laughs> and how does it work now? Because in the beginning you mentioned that you're going into schools and tell the kids and youngsters there a bit about Europe and about uh, your culture. But how do you do it now with COVID-19? Is it also online or are the schools still open? Uh, well, um, there is a new lockdown in France. It started uh, uh, at the beginning of April. So. Mm -hmm. Schools are closed until 26th of April. So at the moment, we are only doing uh, radio shows mm -hmm. and we are uh, also um, uh, doing the activity with old people or elderly people. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, we cannot yeah. work with kids. And uh, uh, there was a lockdown also in November last year. So we didn't go to school for one month. So Corona quite affected our project, but I think we are really active people and proactive. So we always try to search for opportunities or search for activities or do something and not just procrastinate. So, yes. Yeah, nice. That sounds cool. And what did you like the most about or working as a volunteer? Uh, what I like the most, I think the opportunity to maybe change some perspective of someone, mm -hmm. to open the mind of kids, like to to show them that there are so many opportunities and that um, it's good to study languages that can help them in their future, or just to to talk about my country because it's not really uh, it's not that known. Uh, and uh, really they have no idea what does it look like in my country or, or they don't even have any stereotypes because they have they know nothing <laughs> about Slovakia. <laughs> so it's really cool that I'm the first person that can um, show them something about my country and then I can really represent, represent my country, I hope that in a good way. And also sometimes just to have like a conversation with someone from the elderly house and to see how happy they are just thanks to us, just to thanks to the fact that they went outside with us to the park. These kind of small actions are making me really, really happy because you can instantly see on their faces that they have just really nice day. And uh, yeah, just like to be in this uh, international environment and to share the values and, mm -hmm. and stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> and has, or oh, so far, has there been already some challenges to overcome? Uh, I would say the challenge is always with the language, with yeah. the French language. Uh, Because most of the time uh, we are working, when we go to the school to have a presentation, we are usually at least like two or three people. But sometimes it's, uh, sometimes we work by ourselves. And uh, I remember when I was supposed to have a one hour presentation by myself in French language for the first time, it was uh, really a big challenge for me. 
uh, but I survived. <laughs> so <laughs> important. And also when you don't know what kind of students you can expect, if they will be active or if they will be shy or if they will be bored the whole time. Sometimes they um, may be like I had only one bad experience when uh, I could see that uh, they were like 19. So, yeah, teenagers. And I even cried after <laughs> we finished the class because they were so mean. But yeah, it's life. Uh, you never know who you will meet. And it's nice to to see like different kind of schools and um, different kind of approaches to education. Uh, so yeah, it may be challenging, but it's always a nice experience. Yeah. And I think also like these bad or challenging experience belong to it. And maybe you also learn the most out of it. So it's very important to have them as well. <laughs> yeah. Like what I learned is that I cannot take things personally. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, the kids sometimes like in France, sometimes they're in school from the morning until six or five in the evening. So I really can imagine that they are just tired and they want to go home. And then someone comes there to talk about some country they never heard about. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. may be also challenging for them. And do you have already plans uh, what you do when you go back to Slovakia? Oh, uh, not yet. Mm -hmm. I was even thinking to stay in France because I really like it here. Uh, I feel super comfortable and people are really nice and I would like to keep improving my French skills. Mm -hmm. So I'm not uh, sure yet. My project is going to finish at the end of the August, so I still have time to mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. All right. So um, you're at dinner with some friends, let's imagine that. And, you know, everyone is telling a funny story. And which uh, crazy story or maybe funny story from the project you experienced so far would you tell to them? I don't know if it's crazy or if it's uh, uh, sad or I don't know which word I would use for this. But sometimes the French kids, they are not really good in geography. And, uh, <laughs> for example, we ask them, like, Uh, in which country we can find no wait how was it where we can find Rome mm -hmm. and they said yeah like in which country we can find Rome and they said that in Athens and this kind of stuff like uh, they really have no clue about the geography and yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we're so amazed but now we just get used to it and We try to not to judge because yeah, they are still just kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Really Mind-blowing what they can think about. So now let's come to our checkout questions. How far uh, would you describe your volunteering project in one word? Uh, I would say life-changing. And uh, what is like one thing that you expect uh, from volunteering or the month to come? Uh, well, I expect that the corona measures mm. will be less strict and that we will be finally able to enjoy the real Bordeaux. Because when I came, the restaurants and bars were open maybe for one month and then everything was closed. So we didn't really enjoy the real life. And yeah, I, I expect to meet some new interesting people and to travel, to discover France, because in uh, our project is really ma amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. I have to promote it again. Uh, <laughs> like, we have almost 
two months of uh, holidays because schools will be closed during the summer. Um, so we will have holidays, but we will be still part of the project. So I really plan to to explore probably with bike. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's my plan. Wow, that sounds great. So I wish you a good luck for it. Hopefully it, it will work. And now it comes a very big question. What does solidarity mean to you? Uh, yeah, that's that's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> so solidarity means for me, I think, uh, like to to accept people the way they are and to throw away the pre. Oh my God, I cannot say these words. Prejudice. <laughs> throw away prejudice. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like to. Uh, try to listen to each other without judging each other and just to yeah ex accept the other people the way they are and to try to understand that like everyone has their story and um, the way they are it's because of some reasons and we can all learn from each other mm -hmm. so, so just to be like open-minded and try to you know, so help each other without expecting something in return so our last question what song represents volunteering to you and why uh it's a song that is really unknown uh mm -hmm. it's a french song and it's called coro se coro <laughs> which means like uh, corona is corona and uh it's like our i would say group anthem because It just repre represents the situation, the whole coronavirus thing and the lockdown and uh, all the measures that are happening. But it's at the same time, it's really funny. So I would say it, it's really perfectly um, uh, represent my mm -hmm. experience. Nice. So I will put this song in our Spotify playlist and I will of course put the link to our playlist also in the show notes so you, we can all listen to it. <laughs> all right. And with this song, uh, we come to the end of today's episode. So uh, dear listeners, thank you for tuning in. And if you want, you can also leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you like it. And to you, Natalia, thanks a lot for joining today. <laughs> thank you very much as well. And uh, have a nice day. Yes, thanks. <laughs> Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.